Glory to God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Glory to God. Beautiful. Beautiful. Take a second. Get yourself together. Position yourself ready to to learn. Amen. I got one amen. Oh, man. So be it. All right. Good to see everybody today. I want to welcome all the visitors. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Y'all doing good? Doing good? Good to see you, sir. All right. Welcome. All rights and privileges are yours in this house. We are the body of Christ. Amen. We should have one language. We should be people of one mind. Yeah, maybe I don't know. We got people still moving. I don't know if they heard that one. I don't know. Guess the body is situating itself. Amen. It's all ready. It's all good. Man, I like to have a good time, man. I'm going to be here for a minute. I want to have a good time. Hey, Joseph, how you doing? Good to see y'all, man. Hey, how y'all doing, chef? All right, good to see y'all. Man, nothing like family. Man. Well, <laughs> I could say that in a couple of different ways. Nothing like family. Family is always the toughest, ain't it? Stranger treat you nicer, don't they, sometimes? Family is something else. Woo, it's going to be hard today, I can see. Oh, my goodness. The atmosphere should be conducive now for the word of God. Amen? All right. Okay, maybe they don't get it. Go to Proverbs real quick, 12.1. Got some new people. They might not have seen this in there. They might have thought I put that in there right away. Proverbs 12.1. Come on. Hurry, 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 hurry. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1. All right. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. All right. Maybe they didn't hear that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's look at it again. Let's look at the punctuality. There's a comma behind to learn. That means you need to pause for a second. Don't take another thought. Stay with that thought. Amen? To learn. Jesus said, come and learn of me. Not come and learn of the pastor. Come and learn of me. Now, you'll learn of him through me. That's his order. Don't, don't circumvent God's order. Matter of fact, God blesses order. Some very simple things is that God simply blesses order. He doesn't bless chaos. That's not of him. That's not his will. Amen? All right. See, I want to make sure this is, this is a learning ministry. We teach. Jesus, rabbi, teacher. Okay? All right. So we want to make sure we come in. We, this, this, it's not tradition. Tradition kills the truth. Just making sure we come in. We, Jesus is supposed to be exalted in here. Not the pastor. Jesus. Yeshua. He is the focus. Amen? I'm just a vessel. The shepherd. 
He's the one that God has placed in your life. See, in God's kingdom, there's order. And if he said it then, he means it now, yesterday, tomorrow, and forever. We're on our way to Shemayim, heaven. Earth is not my final destination. Well, then you need to be prepared. You need to be guided. That's what a shepherd does. He's a professional friend. Not one to be taken advantage of, but a professional friend. Okay? Answer and help you with your spiritual needs. His job is to gather, listen, gather the seed and distribute it so you can eat, so you can live spiritually, not carnally. Y'all know I've been doing this teaching on the battle for the new mind. The new mind. The new mind that when you were soterial, saved. That's the mind that you need now to function in. Not your old mind. The old mind is on automatic. You know how that is proficient. You know how it works. The issue with the believer is the new mind in Christ. Jesus. How does that function how should that be thinking that's the issue i told y'all last week there's nothing wrong listen with the murderer there's nothing wrong with the atheist there's nothing wrong with the pedophile guess what it's how they think is the issue and you become your thoughts that's what's wrong with the world it's the way they Think. That's like sacrilege, Pastor. Sacrilege. You said the pedophile. You said, no, it's the way they think. If they would change the way they think, they would change their behavior. Yet you'd be rehabilitated. But the problem is, is that we are born again, but yet we are still the same. We think the same. Because no one has taught you how this new mind works. It said it's the hidden man of the heart. So how does that new man function in a spiritual world? How does that happen? Well, do this right quick. Well, we'll make sure. Go to Jeremiah 3.15 real quick. Just back up the prophets here. By the mouth of two, let every word be established. <laughs> All right. See, well, make sure. You ready? Jeremiah 3, 15. 15. Jeremiah chapter 3, <laughs> verse 15. Okay. What's going on, man? No, I know you're traveling all night. I got you. Stay alert, stay alive. All right. Come on. Y'all can laugh in church. It's okay. It's all right. It's like medicine. Some of you need a little bit of medicine right now. It's all right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Jeremiah chapter 3 at verse 15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart in the final time who will feed you with knowledge and understanding 
and judgment. A program. Who is talking? He, who is talking? Who is talking? All right, through who? His vessel, Jeremiah, right? And he's making it personal. He said, I'm going to do this. Not you. See, this is the, this is the, this is the issue. You, uh, yep, you heard it, and you're going to hear it again. And you have to, because you have to understand, God, I'm going to show you something. that We can continue to hear things, but we really don't hear it. Because he said, faith comes by hearing. Uh-oh, and hearing. Now, you got your outer ear, now you got your inner ear. He's saying here, I will give you this. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you spiritual shepherds, not carnal shepherds, not hirings. Because you have hiring shepherds who only step in just to fill the slot. They don't really care about you. My job is that as a shepherd in the scripture, I have to take it in account for what was taught to you. Teacher and I are going to be held at a higher, you know, uh, level of correction by teaching you what he said and not teaching you something that I felt that you should have. So I have to take an account. That means I'm going to stand there when the flock that he has placed for my, you know, care. I don't have any sheep. No pastor has. Listen, you're you're a caretaker. He told Peter, he said, feed my sheep. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to do exactly what he said. Sometimes you eat things you, that you don't like, but they're good for you. The things you don't like, you want a bunch of empty carbs and, and, and you know, calories. I don't feed you that. This ain't fast food. <laughs> this organic. Right from the ground. All right. Make sure we got some organic stuff in here. All right, I got something for you. Gluten-free, I got something for you, too. All right? Good. I'll make sure you eat proper. See, you can see this scripture, but a lot of people don't take this seriously. That's why anybody can say, I'm a shepherd, I'm a shepherd, I'm a shepherd. Mm -mm. And I told you, your shepherd has to be qualified for your wilderness journey, just like Moses. There should be something in each and every one of your lives that I can identify with, with my life. What you got? Divorce? What you got? Porn? Huh? What you got? Divided families? What you got? Mixed parents? What you got? Witchcraft? What you got? Moses grew up in the house of Pharaoh. He was designed for that wilderness journey when they went through the lands. So he understood the gods of the land. I grew up in a cult. What you got? Islam? I grew up. I know about that too. Come on. 
See, you, 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 you got a, you got a pastor. He, he, don't, he don't even know. He ain't got no kids. How you going to help you with your family? Okay. Oh, my goodness. You have to have one that's designed for your wilderness journey. Okay? So we just want to make sure we get that. And you heard it. Yeah, but you're going to hear You have to hear it. Because somebody else who ain't heard it need to hear it. Okay? All right. So sometimes things are repetitive. That's how you learn. Okay. Woo! Here we go. After my own heart. So that shepherd got to be after God's heart. I need your discernment up. He can't be after your money, your wife, your business. He can't be after none of those things. Okay? You got to be after God's heart. In the final, listen, time, and we're in the end times right now. You need to know which dispensation that the body of Christ is in right now. Amen? So we got that down, right? Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. Come, let us reason. That word reason, you see in the, in the King James reason, it means judgment. Come, let's talk about your life. Let's talk about how you're thinking. Let's judge, you and me. You judging me? Absolutely, I'm qualified. All right. So my job is to help you. This is it. Hey, you want a bunch of Bible stories. We're going to make some things really work. And Bible stories are great if you understand what he's saying. All right. All right. It's written for you, but not to you. Okay, we're going to go there. Watch this. I'm going to help y'all with something. Go to Isaiah. And find out. <laughs> Go to Isaiah, a very familiar scripture. I, I love that. And every scripture should be familiar with you. Right? Go to Isaiah 40, 31. Hmm. Isaiah chapter 40 at verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. Mm. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Thank you. Look at the witnesses. Woo! Scripture is beautiful. If your mind is renewed. If it's not renewed, it's an irritant. It's, it's irritating. But when your mind is renewed, scripture is beautiful. It's a love story to me. Y'all, y'all, see, hold on, hold on, hold on. But those who wait, it's a specific type of person. So what he's saying is that you and me are waiters. So while we are waiting, what does a waiter do? Serve. We waiters. 
So if you are a waiter, you're supposed to be serving. Who do the pe- who they serve? The people. So you're a waiter? How many waiters we got in here? This is for those who wait upon the Lord. Then that means then you're supposed to be what? Serving. Oh, y'all not ready. They're not ready. All right. Woo. And we got that. We got that down, right? So what I'm doing, I'm trying to redirect your mind. I'm trying to pull you out of tradition. And I'm trying to get you into a relationship. Hold on. A living relationship. With a living God. That lives inside of you. You said he did. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. First hmm. Corinthians. I'm giving you Bible stories right now. First Corinthians. 2.14. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. But the natural non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. Mm. For they are folly, meaningless nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned. Mm and estimated, and appreciated. Can we, can we do it again? <laughs> you, you know you're at the restaurant, and you know that appetizer was so good, and you'll say, man, can I get another one? And you know you got the main course coming, but you still like it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, we, we hear that. It's like cliche. But see, this scripture shows you this right here. But the natural, come on, non-spiritual man. He does. He does not. Accept. Choice. I told you, you were created and designed. To make choices. And your adversary, the enemy, Satan, Hasatan, knows that. He knows how you think. The problem is, is that we don't know how to think. Not with this new mind. That's why I hope you hear. That's why I'm hoping you're here. Some people have other agendas. They don't come to really learn. And be careful with a critical spirit. Critical spirit wants self-worship. They can't consider that my thinking is wrong. See, that's real power. When you can actually consider that the way that I think 
about this is wrong. All right. All right. I'm going to show you all that what, what happens when you think. All right. We're going to get there. This right here, the non-spirit man does not accept the or welcome. Or what? Where? Into his heart. Where the hidden man is. The true man. The real you. Not the outward man. The carnal man is the, is the outward appearance. You know, we, we come to church like, you know, there's a mask on us. You hurt. You feel rejected. Lonely. See, we don't ever want nobody to see that part of us. It makes you think you're weak. No. He said, in your weakness... He is made strong. In your brokenness, we don't want to be, we try to put ourselves back together. Don't work. Don't work. Wake up. Don't go to sleep. Just got started. Your kids nodding, look at them. Get up. The word is coming forth. You don't do that in school. Man, I used to have a teacher who went to Votech. Took carpentry, just like Jesus. And I did. You go to sleep in his, in his room, he's wearing them steel-toed boots. You better not say nothing. He's coming to you. Bam, he kicked that desk. You was up for the rest of the semester. Never happened to me. Never happened to me. Don't go to sleep. Go to sleep. Let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. This is the prelude right here. This is the appetizer. Go to Romans. How's your faith? Excuse me. How's your love? Because your faith works by love. See, that's another thing. As, as believers, you are accountable. For the word that you heard. So today, every word that you heard, you're going to be accountable for. Amen. Then start right now. You're accountable for every word that you've heard. Not when you stand before God at the judgment seat, when you get your reward. It's not about your sin because you've been, the blood's covered that. But now it's on what did you do with the word that you heard? Did you just ignore it? See, this is the thing. The church aren't preparing you to meet the Lord. My job is to prepare you to meet God. First, I need to tell you the truth. If I, if I, what, what good is it for real is that you do all of this and you don't get in. Because you went in on a feeling. Or you went to this church because they got a lot of people. Instead of the people that was in the cliff of the rock. That had the word. The real word. Because we want people. We, see, when you get a big church, you can hide. You can hide. You can come in and go. No accountability. 
See, and then you, you don't understand you're supposed to be growing in your love. You have to take for the deeds that you did in your body and the body. We're not preparing. The job as a, as a shepherd is to prepare you to meet the Lord. Everybody's going to die in here. Everybody in here got a day, including why? Got a day that my work will be finished here. What do, matter of fact, do I have some work? The Bible said that your work's going to follow you right to his throne. Now, we're going to throw them in the fire and see that which remains depends now on your reward. So if you had a hard time forgiving people and refuse to, listen, love people, we're going to toss that episode in the fire and see what remains. See, nobody, see, not preparing you. My job is to prepare you. So you can stand before him righteously. And listen, remain with him. That's my job. Ain't got nothing to do with your attitude. Man, this is how you, this is real. They want a real pastor. I just sit up here and joke with you. I mean, that's great, but bottom line is, uh, are you ready? If, if, you, if you killed over right now, would you be ready? Or you got to go back and forgive some people? Would you be ready? See, it's just that real. You should be living just like that. You should be thinking just like that. See, but in our new mind, oh, we got plans. All right. Romans 8, 5. This is to advertise. We're going to get there, y'all. Talk about our minds. Romans 8, 5 through 10. Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. Stop. I need you to do an audit right now. Identify. Don't tell nobody. Just look at you. For those who are according to the flesh are controlled by its unholy desire, set their minds, listen, on and, listen, and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. You're still choosing. You don't have to, but you still are choosing. Choice is so powerful. You, you have to. There were two trees in the garden. You have to have a choice to do right, That's right. or wrong. This is why he gives you free will. And you have to choose. I'll create something so powerful called the human will. That I will create something so powerful and place it in you that you will have a choice to turn from me. Oh, if that ain't love. 
So you can do the same thing with your kids. You can love them so much. And they can turn against you. David, I showed you last week. But Absalom, Adonijah, didn't discipline them. Didn't the Bible say he didn't discipline them? And what did they do? Rise up against him. And try to take what was rightfully theirs. An inheritance. Because God said, if you abide in everything I say, he said, he said, I will make sure that your that someone would in your generation would always be on the throne. But they could not wait. They couldn't serve. Oh, I need somebody to get this. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Joseph, I love Joseph. Ooh, man. Oh, my goodness. I like this. I like that, Joseph. Be yourself, Joseph. You love the Lord. Be yourself. Joseph, I'm going to get this thing right. I don't care what y'all think. I'm going to get this right. I need some help. I want understanding. That's my job. Now just watch and listen. Okay? So, look at this. Minister, start right there where it says, but. But those who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Not you. See, the difference in the carnal man, it, it gratifies their flesh, their old nature. But this now gratifies the Holy Spirit. Oh, man, y'all got to see this. I'm just trying to get, see, this is how we think. We're not. We're not thinking. Not with the Spirit. Okay, look at this. But those who, according to the Spirit, are controlled. Are controlled. It don't matter what you feel. It don't matter what you used to. But them that are controlled by the Spirit, the Pericles, the one that works alongside of you. You know, like a marionette, puppeteer. He controls. This is what the Holy Spirit does. But he don't make you do nothing. You got to choose. So a lot of things that we're doing, it's by choice. Because you're not controlled. I don't want to be controlled. That's why people don't want to come to the body of Christ. Because they don't want to give up their control. But them that are led of the Spirit. And Jesus was led, controlled by the Spirit and went go into ahead, the wilderness. He was led. He was controlled. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we don't want to do it. Hold on. Man. Mm, mm, mm. It's all for one thing. Carnal mind versus the spiritual mind. This is in lies our issue. 
Because you can be a carnal Christian. This is, this is what it is. What's wrong is how we simply think. And you don't want to think any other way. How else can you have the mind of Christ? Well, the mind of Christ is it's not my mind. Okay. Uh, I want to go into some other things with Bells and Cesar, and, but I just need to know which way he want me to go because I'm, I'm ready. Whatever way he want to go, I'm there. <laughs> Woo! Here we go. Let's just start here. Just get, can I talk to you about a few things? All right. How's your thought life? How healthy is your thought life? Do we even know what a healthy thought life is? I mean, is a healthy thought life free of, you know, tormenting thoughts? Is it? That's right. He said not free, not totally. Controlled. Who is controlling your thoughts? Watch this. Every thought that you think, every thought that you think has an emotional attachment. Listen, along with a corresponding action. Every thought that you think has an emotional attachment and has an equal, listen, a corresponding action to that emotion, to that thought. Who's controlling you? What's wrong with us? It's not the other person. Stop saying it's the person. It's not the person. It's how you think toward that person. It's where your grievance is. There will be no spiritual development unless you get that mind. Unless you get that old mind. You won't. And you got to be willing to see your thoughts. You're not willing to see your thoughts. You have to be willing to see your thoughts. What do you want? Do you want truth? We're supposed to love the truth. And right now my thoughts are not True. Y'all heard the minister on Friday. He dealt with his thoughts in his heart. Man of God. All right. Stand up, Gregory. Stand up, Gregory. Y'all need to go on Facebook and check that out. I'm not Facebook, but on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. No, no man after the flesh. I didn't know who that was on Friday. That was a new man. I love it because he exposed his heart. Listen. Listen. Y'all thought he exposed his heart to you. 
No, he exposed his heart to the enemy. That's what he did. So with us, it's supposed to be protection and comfort and understanding. Man, you're free now. I told you to love, you have to be vulnerable. God is vulnerable. He gave you his whole heart and you still won't raise your hands. You still won't bow your knees. You still won't worship. You still won't tithe. You still won't give. But he gave you his whole heart and you said you love him. Mm. See, if you're going to have a relationship, have a true relationship. See, this is the thing. We don't we have husband and wives. They're not true relationships. And this shows. My relationship with my wife is supposed to be getting better. As we get older, it's supposed to be growing, not stagnant. My relationship with you is supposed to be growing. That's not the same. It's supposed to be better than it was yesterday. Yesterday all is not sufficient for today. Yesterday anointing is not sufficient for today. The way I love you yesterday is not sufficient for today because I can love you more because I'm seeking him more. Out of the, listen, out of the overflow of my love for God, you exist. No, God is first. And the more and the closer I get to him, the more I have to give to you, to you, to you, to you. See, we don't know how to function in this relationship with God and man. Love, true love is with God and man. Love is not what? Perfected until it's shared. Break him. God so loved that he gave, he shared his love. That is what makes love complete is when you share it. All right. Listen to this. With this new mind in Christ, you have to make an exchange. You have to make an exchange. You have to change fathers. You have to change fathers in this new mind. You have to change from the father of lies to the father of truth. There should be an exchange of fathers. Father simply means source. It means source. In this new mind. Y'all listen to me. It's the new mind. You have to change fathers. Because if you don't have the mind of Christ, you have the mind of your other father. You have to change from the father, listen, of guilt to the father of grace. You have to, in the new mind, you have to make an exchange. There is now no condemnation for them who are what? In Christ. Well, to be in Christ means you have to have 
the mind of Christ. To be in Christ, you have to have the mind of Christ. Listen to this. So, y'all need to change some change your daddy. You have thoughts that come from God, and you have thoughts that come from people who influence you. Okay, we're going to talk about this thoughts. Okay? You can have thoughts that come from your interactions and activities within the world around you. You can have thoughts from them. Paul said there's many voices in the world. Watch this. Go to Ephesians, another familiar scripture. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, uh, 11 to 12. How about that? I think it'll work. I want to talk about your thoughts here for a minute. Ready? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the, the deceits of the devil. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly, the supernatural sphere. Hold on. Hold on. Go back to eleven. Start again. Put on God's whole armor the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies. Hold on. Which God supplies. See, what the problem is, is that for some reason we struggle with thinking like this. To actually put it on. This, which God supplies. You're putting it on by faith. Everything in the kingdom of God is by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith has nothing to do with the material world. It has to do with the unseen world. That's faith. See, when they get y'all mixed up in this prosperity, is you got to have faith for something. For something. You have to have faith in this prosperity message for something. And your faith should be in something, someone. Your faith should supposed to be in Christ, in Jesus, in God, not for. Your whole faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And no man has seen God and lived. I told you that's by the flesh, but you are a spirit. 
No, man. <laughs> man is a spirit who lives in a body who possesses a soul. I need y'all to understand this. See, that's how we think. It's how, how I think. Like right now, some of you are like, what are you talking about? No. Because the natural man, he cannot discern the things of the spirit. That this armor that I put on is spiritual. Because my warfare is spiritual. Come on. That you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. See, you can't do it. You can't do it, but it's the voices that's bothering you. He said, see, when you come to him, you must believe that every word that he says is true. He cannot lie. No matter what circumstance, no matter what giant, you know, Nephilim you see in the land, he cannot lie. Possess the land, Joshua. I've given it to you. I don't care what you see. I've given it to you. That's faith. Your faith should be in God. That if he don't even you never see it, he's still God. That's faith. Y'all think when they show up, that's faith. It showed that my faith produced this. Faith is evidence of things not seen. That's called manifestation. But my faith is in the unseen. That if he never ever do it, Hebrew boys, that he's still God. That he's still able. See, that he's still able, that, that's faith, that he's still able. And I believe that he's still able, and it never showed up. And I died in faith. And these died in faith. Not seeing the promise. People trying to, I always teaching them, you know, you get the promise of God. The promise of God are yes and amen. They are already yours. Now possess the land. They're yours. I have to work my faith for that. No, it's already mine. I'm his son, his child, his offspring. I inherit it. I'm an heir and joint heir with Christ. See, they have us saying we're spiritual, but everything that we want is material. To signify that we have faith or in God. That's not true. Because they're teaching us to be carnal minded, to be earthbound. It's not your home. But she wants you to make you think this is your home. And I see a great crowd of witnesses. Oh, man. You see. Here we go. Here we go. So in Ephesians 6, right here, 11, 12, this is Satan. Listen, y'all, go to 12. Go to 12. Read that real quick so we can move on. 
But we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly, the supernatural sphere. Okay. So your battle is not with flesh and blood on the earth, so to say. Mm -hmm, sure, okay. All right. So this army, you're, you're, you're not just, I love it, you're not just fighting Satan, you're fighting his army. You're fighting his army. Uh, now think about that for a moment. This is what your mind is up against. See, the problem is you don't know who you are. And you don't understand the war that you're in. Because this war is not, not against flesh and blood. Y'all ain't hearing it. This is what your, your mind is up against on the daily. And God says that with this new mind, you can triumph. And this is why he said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper because of their new mind. Because of your new mind. The one that you have to allow in. Mm. Remember, Satan came to Eve with just a thought. And it changed, listen, their location. A thought that Satan, the seed of complaint, part one and two is up. See, all the messages are connected. They don't go here and peel it apart. They're connected. One long story. One long teaching. For you. It came to them and it changed their location. It changed them from the presence of God. This is what a thought did. A thought took them from the presence of God. A thought took them from the presence of God. The same with you. A thought can change your location. It can do this. It can change either from God or to God. A thought can change you from God or to God. So if you're already with God, that thought's going to change you from God. That's how he's going to come to you. So if you're not with him, guess what? That thought's going to come to you to change to God. Okay, y'all. In the Old Testament, you can see Satan, listen, coming in the thoughts of King David and King Saul. But when Jesus came on the scene, 
he listen, he interrupted and exposed this war that's going on in our minds. When Jesus came on the scene, that's what was exposed. The war. That's, this, is how, this is how Paul got this scripture. Because he's exposing the warfare that you're in when Jesus showed up. He interrupted that. Right? Paul begins to, listen, Paul begins to help us see that this warfare, listen, is not against flesh and blood. This is what he's telling us. Uh, see how many? See how, see how the enemy has got some of us? Food? Y'all didn't get it. See how the enemy has got us some of us food? He got you thinking that this warfare is against flesh and blood. Ain't nobody doing nothing to you. No, it's how you think. Because you don't understand the warfare. <sighs> okay. Okay. You can hear this scripture over and over again. Yet you still can't hear it. You can hear the scripture over and over again. Our warfare is not against your husband or your wife, your boss, your co-worker, your friend, your strength. Our warfare, our spiritual, our spiritual people, our warfare is not against flesh and blood. See, you can hear the scripture all you want, but I told you every thought has an emotion and has a corresponding action to that thought. Thus, you perform. So he gets you to perform. She's the marionette. I don't, I don't argue with my wife. And we got two strong personalities. <laughs> I don't argue with her. She's not my warfare. Hello? I need y'all to understand. She's not my warfare. I understand my warfare. I understand who I'm fighting against. She's fighting with me. Now I'm going to need some of y'all to shift to that right here. She's not fighting against me. She's fighting with me. But because you keep hearing this, you're not, you're just a hearer only. But you have to be a doer of what you hear. How? How? How is it possible? How is it possible that you don't hear this? This is my job as a pastor to help you understand. Because it's the way that you think. Your thoughts are your reality. That's where you live. She's never against me. She's for me. I might not understand all. And we all have a part. Sometimes the Bible, that's why there's scriptures in about bridling your tongue. 
the scriptures in there. Do it. See, you're just a hearer, but you're not a doer. Again, your, I'm telling you, your thoughts have an emotion attached to it, which has a corresponding action to your thoughts. It's real simple. You can sit here right now and make a decision to change. The problem is, is that your character won't allow you. Because you can never go beyond your character. That's the problem. You can't go beyond your character. And you should feel conviction if this is not you. If this is you, you should feel some conviction. That's good. You should feel that conviction. That means God is still with you. You can still hear him if you feel convicted. If you don't feel convicted, he's not with you. Because Holy Spirit convicts you. You won't sit before God stoic. You will not stand before him emotionless. Not for God, you won't. Because, matter of fact, you're going to be down on the floor. You ain't going to be able to see him. Because no man is going to stand before God with an attitude. But this right here is just a rehearsal. So what you do here, you've already done there. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. We won't do this. We won't do this. We won't, we won't be real. You won't be real. Stop being, I told you, a passive listener. This will help hurt people. They're passive listeners. They listen to how I say it versus an active listen to what I'm saying. I'm passionate about you. I want you to get it. I want you to change the way that you think. And you have the ability and capability to do it unless you will yourself. You can change. You can change. You can change. Holy Spirit, so we do that. He brings that. Listen to this. I told y'all that. That's what happened in the Old Testament. Oh, man. Remember, I said every thought, right, has an action. Stop letting your ignorance rule. Stop letting your ignorance rule you. Your lack of knowledge, not intelligence, knowledge. Very smart people here. Everybody. But stop letting your ignorance, lack of knowledge of God and how he functioned and his order. That right there will get you destroyed. This is why you need a shepherd to help you. Guide you. Listen, guide you to the root of your issue. But you're going to have to cut it. My job and teacher's job is to guide you to the root of the issue. But you have to cut it. I want to make sure you get it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Stop saying amen and you don't agree. Sound good. Dude, that's the carnality. What you should be saying is, I'm going to fix this. Right now, pastor. So when I say amen, it'll be or so be it. Yeah? And I'm sorry, I don't preach the way you want me to preach. 
I ain't got time for no games. I got to get you, hurry up, get you straight so you can get in. And you can see the importance of, listen, the necessity of you really hearing what you're being taught. It's serious because tomorrow ain't promised to none of you. And if your number come out tomorrow, you can say, whoo, I heard the truth. Lord, this is what the pastor said to me that I did. And I got it right. Got it right for you. Don't worry about me. I want it right for you. Your thoughts or your thinking. When we think, let me see here. Your thoughts or your thinking. You're thinking from, um, you're thinking from, place that you believe, that you act, that you see, that you live. These are the thoughts that you give attention to. And remember, all of your thoughts are not our own. All of the thoughts that we have are not our own. Okay? One reason we struggle with these thoughts is that we don't know the difference between our thoughts and God thoughts. This is what helps. This is what we struggle with, which is our thoughts and God's thoughts. Go to Jeremiah 29, 11. Read 29, 11. Just read that one, 11. You need to understand God's thoughts. Okay. If you understand his, you'll know when your thoughts have stepped in. Okay? I told you, it's like we don't know. I'm going to show y'all something. Go ahead. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, mm. says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you a hope in your final outcome. <laughs> That's like enough for me. I don't care what I'm thinking. That right there is enough for me. I, it's hard sometimes to think. <laughs> That's the problem. It shouldn't be. For I know the thoughts and plans. See. I told you, a thought has a corresponding action to it. You're still trying to figure out your plan. You're still trying to make your plan. And your plan does not line up with his plan. And they collide. Listen. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. That's enough for me. Come on. Take that thought. Pause for a minute. Then he said thoughts of what? Thoughts and plans for what? Your welfare. Just his thoughts of me encompass all the prosperity, all the healing, all the deliverance that I would ever need. His thoughts toward me. Because... 
listen, and peace and not of evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Your final outcome is when you disperishable perishes and you stand before him. He's going to be looking for his plan. But so many of us sit here, we don't know his plan for us. And we might see his plan, but we still want to make it our plan. Because his plan sometimes going to have, you know, you have to go back to some people. And ask for forgiveness. Because of the way I was thinking towards you. Hello. All right. See, they don't want that plan. Verse 12. Matter of fact, read 12 and 13. Verse 12. Then you will call upon me, mm. and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for and require me as a vital necessity, mm. Mm. and find me when you search for me with all, all your heart. heart. I believe that some of us are still on that searching because we don't know the plans that he has and his outcome. Listen, God Almighty has an outcome for my life. As wretched and bad as it seems right now, God has an out. God and not of evil. God has a plan. If I would just endure for a little while, correct some things in my character for a little while. Now it's going to line up to his will. I mean, it's God has a plan. God, God, has a, God has a plan for you. God. All-knowing. Always existed. I mean, he created of, created of everything. He has a plan for me. He created the cosmos, all the stars, and named them. He's counted the hairs, yes, in my head, internally. <laughs> Follicles still there. He's numbered them. He's numbered them. He's the creator of the unseen world. And he said he got a plan for me. Oh, you better believe I'm getting on this team. Oh, my God. His plan is, listen, that I would exist with him eternally. What? Mother, I mean, see, our minds, we're not thinking like that. Oh, man. I got a question. What causes these bad thoughts? What causes these bad thoughts? It's because you really don't know who you are. These bad thoughts, listen closely, have convinced you that that's who you are. Because Watch this, how you feel. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
Now listen. You're listening. These bad thoughts have convinced you. That's who you are. Because that's how you feel. About those thoughts at that moment. And you say, well, it must be me. That must be who I am. Them bad thoughts have convinced you that that's who you are. I never stop smoking. Mm, mm, mm. I never stop drinking. And I would never stop being angry. So your thoughts tell you, you, they've convinced you because you don't know who you are. That's who you are. That might be me. I can never move on from here. I need help. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. I got a question. Have you ever just had a thought, a crazy thought just come from nowhere? Just seemingly? No, I mean, I'm talking about crazy thought. Just mm. come from nowhere. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. He was like, why am I having these thoughts? Yeah? Why am I having these thoughts? Watch this. Y'all, watch this. Yeah, I know. That's the voice of the enemy. Wait a minute. That's the voice of the enemy. That random thought is the voice of the enemy. You can have it right now. So he could be here right now. Yeah, he is. Okay, hold on. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, 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 mm. Amen. In war, when an army or military sets a strategy up against another country, there is a war <laughs> that we are engaged in. And that war is what our thoughts are. Watch this. What our thoughts are, are going to systematically prevent this believer from being able to be productive and fruitful in the kingdom of God. That's what that thought is about. Those thoughts are systematically, this is planned out for you. God got a plan, and the enemy has a plan for you. Because he know you. He know that your thoughts have emotions. Eve, and he know that it's a corresponding action, Eve, to your thoughts. Okay, y'all watch this. These thoughts are systematically, listen, they are designed to prevent the believer from being able to be productive and fruitful in the kingdom of God. That little random thought. It's a seed. Okay. Revelation 12 now. 
Watch this. Revelation 12, 9 through 11. Amplified. Y'all getting something? Yeah. All right. We're going we to be finished in a minute. Revelation chapter 12 at verse 9. Mm-hmm. And the huge dragon was cast down and out. That age-old serpent was called the devil and Satan. He who is the seducer, deceiver of all humanity, the world over. He was forced out and down to the earth, and his angels were flung out along with him. Then I heard a strong, loud voice in heaven, saying, Now it has come, the salvation and the power and the kingdom, the dominion, the reign of our God, and the power, the sovereignty, the authority of his Christ, Mm. the Messiah. For the accuser of our brethren, he who keeps bringing before our God charges against them day and night has been cast out. And they have overcome, have conquered him, by means of the blood of the Lamb, and by the utterance of their testimony. For they did not love and cling to life, even when faced with death, holding their lives cheap till they had to die for their witnessing. Is that how you think? He said to the brethren, So you can see Satan's attack plan. It ain't say the world. It said the brethren. You. This is where the attack is. His target is actually the Christians. And his assignment is in the realm of thought. This is what he's telling us right here. He is the accuser. I asked you last Sunday, uh, what accusation have you received? Who you are? There ain't no struggle. There's no struggle in deliverance. There's no struggle. The problem is, is how you think. I told you I went to the altar. Maybe y'all ain't holy like that, but I was a sinner at one point. I struggled with pornography, and I went to the altar four times. Take this away from me. See, another thing, if you ain't delivered, you can't talk about it. I'm going to help somebody here. Because some of you are still struggling with that. I won't look. Really? I mean, look last night, but let's go on. See, they don't want they don't, if the truth be told. See, that's what they don't want, the truth to be told. You don't have to, li- you don't have to live with that. You don't have to live with the thought of that. Or any other thing. You don't have to except you choose. Up, you choose. Don't get tired. You can sit and watch the game for five hours. Come on, let's keep going. This is the word. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's dig in there. I'm going to lead you to that root that you need to cut. 
leads you to that root that you need to cut. Listen to this. He wants your thoughts. Why? Why? As I was saying, I went down there four times. He said, you was delivered the first time you went. You just didn't believe me. Why? Because I still had a feeling. And I know my mind had not yet been sanctified and renewed. So you want to keep playing with it. You can't play with it. Mess up your thinking. It makes up your vision how you see God. So if I can't see him correctly, I definitely can't see you correctly. See, you keep playing with this thing called salvation. Mm. We don't understand what is required to be saved, <laughs> set apart. Listen, for God. Mm. All right. Okay, here we go. Mm. So, teacher, his assignment is in the realm of thought. He wants to get agreement with a certain thought. That will create, Joseph, limitations in your life. That's the thought he wants to get control of. That thought of who you are and your purpose. He wants to get that thought so you be, you, it will never be illuminated to you. That your eyes or your understanding will never come into view. He wants to steal that thought, Adam and Eve. I want to steal that thought, and you could be just like God, and you already were. You were created in his image, in his likeness. Likeness means function. He wants to steal that thought, teacher. See, this is what I'm trying. Every time you're... In disarray with each other. He's robbing you. Of your identity. Because of your emotions. You got to stop giving in to them. You can't because as soon as somebody says something. You got to open your mouth. And it doesn't need a response. Because he knows now there's a door to you. Silence is power. That's a weapon too. Silence is a weapon. And Jesus opened not his mouth. He knew who he was. He knew his kingdom was. He knew who he was. I don't have to tell you. I know who I am. But you got to say something. And every reaction doesn't need one, a response. See, I told you, it's how we think. I told you, you God has given you the ability. Listen, before I speak, I can analyze. 
what I'm going to say before I say it. Be slow to speak. I can look at it from any perspective. Is this edifying to God? Oh, that's me. That's me. That's my flesh. That ain't. That's me. I'm not going to say anything. And your own words have snared you. Ain't nobody curse you. You curse yourself. Things ain't working out for you because you won't be quiet. So now his thoughts can never get into you because you're talking. And Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You should have what you say. Silence is a weapon. Master that. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember this. Watch this. Do you see him? Do you see his works in your life now? Mm-hmm. He's got works. And he, he's accused. They say he's night and day. His thoughts towards you, too, are night and day to accuse you. While you sleep, he's accusing you. Look at what they're dreaming. And the Bible said that you have caused these dreams. Watch your lust. It ain't got to be a thing. It ain't got to be a woman. It ain't got to be a man. That's the first thing our mind goes to. Is anything that you covet. <sighs> All right. All right. Hold on. I told you, remember, every thought... And I got to keep interjecting this so y'all will get it. Y'all funny. I'm coming sit with the people. DeJohn said he's trying to hear this. Y'all be quiet. <laughs> See, I'm listening to my pastor. I got this. I'm just joking. <laughs> I know the thoughts that you have to. Well, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go, y'all. All right. Remember, I have to keep reiterating this. Every thought has a corresponding action. It's going to get into somebody. And it has a corresponding action. It has an emotion to it, right? Listen, you can't have an emotion apart, listen, from a thought. You can't have emotions apart from thoughts. Try it. Let me know how that work out. Mm. I was going to use an example. I'm not going to use that one. You can't have an emotion. You can't have emotion apart from thoughts. Listen, and Satan knows this. Oh, he knows this. All right. That's why God told, watch this. That's why God told Adam and Eve, don't look at, don't look upon it. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch that. Don't taste that. Because the day that you do, your thoughts will change. That's what he told them. Listen, your thoughts will change toward, listen, from me to you. 
Y'all not getting this. Y'all not getting it. The minute you eat from it, don't look upon it. Because when you look upon her, you get emotion. If you look upon him, you get a feeling. You'll get a thought because it. And I know I've designed you and you will pursue. He said, don't look upon it. And I showed you, even in the book, you know, it said it had an aroma. It was designed. Listen, smelled good. Oh, God. Hold on, hold on. Stand up already? Okay. Okay, okay. I'm almost there, teacher. I'm almost. Oh, Jesus. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Okay. Oh, man. Pressure, I feel pressure. My emotions. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is why he told them don't look upon it, right? Because when they did it, it changed their thoughts from God to themselves. Mm, mm, mm. This is why it seems so hard for the world to follow Jesus. Because your thoughts. have to change from you to God. This is why we're so hard for the world to come and follow, and we're not being a good example to them. Yeah? We're more influenced by them than us. By, than by us. Okay, well, that's the truth right there. Listen to this. When they come to us, their thoughts have to be changed for them to God. Satan changed the thoughts from God, listen, to man. This is the war that you're having. This is what the struggle really is. So the end result is these thoughts of Satan in John 10, 10, when he said, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Satan has you fighting over your thoughts. When the two husband and wife are fighting, you're fighting over thoughts. I told you the real battle is over how you think. I didn't say nothing else. I hope y'all got that. So it should be peace in your homes. It should be peace amongst us. It shouldn't be anything. That stands and divides us. Amen. Except your thoughts. As a man think of in his heart, so is he. See, we hear that all the time, and it's absolutely true. The problem is that you keep hiding who you are. Oh. Mm. I'm supposed to be Christ in the world. That's supposed to be my characteristics now. No longer what I care about. I line my, up, my will up to his will. And now we have the perfect will. That's God's perfect will for your life, that you line your will up to his will. Mm, mm, mm. Here we go. Jesus, Satan has us fighting over our thoughts and his thoughts. Listen, when you 
supposed to have God's thoughts. Do you see the distraction? That's going on in your head. I told you about in Jeremiah 29, 11. God, can I? All right. I got a page and a half to go, but I'm going to be obedient. All right, I'm trying to bring it to an end. I guess you said that is the end. That is the end. I'm struggling. I struggle because I care so much. I, some of you, I might not get you ever again. And some that have been here, I, I still might not get you again. And I need you to really hear, listen, God's heart for you. I'm just bold enough and brave enough <laughs> and fearful enough to tell you the truth. How you supposed to be receiving the word and living the word and caring for each other. You're fighting over thoughts. You're not fighting over things. That's why you want to be right. Okay. Not all, some. Oh, you running? I got before you start talking again. All right, your time starts <laughs> right now. Your time starts right now. Glory to God. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for the engrafted word of God that's able to save our souls and change our way of thinking? I thank God for the word that he has brought to the house today. Ah, oh, so enriching. Amen so enriching I just want to now often say this uh, I don't get up uh, to come to redo anything that the man of God has done because that's completed amen I come to bring understanding as a teacher to the student because he has shepherd I come to bring uh, illumination and revelation and deeper insight and just a condensed version almost cliff notes for you to take home Amen. So there was four words throughout the entire teaching that you need to remember and, and just with your notes or perhaps your go to SoundCloud or the YouTube and hear, in or, hear, hear or see the message is that faith, that's one word, the armor of God. Another word came to me, so this would be probably five words. Um, according. Thoughts. Thoughts and or thinking, whichever word you want to use. That was five, right? Four. What was the other word here? Depend. Okay? So we've heard a thousand times over Hebrew 11.1, 1, right? Faith. And so when I heard it this time, I heard it different. I heard how God has applied faith 
to this lesson towards thinking. See, we, okay, I'm not going to. Faith. The word that came out of faith that brought a revelation to me was that faith really is conviction. Faith convinces you what you don't see is reality. See how we said, mm-hmm, but it's not really, mm-hmm. It's not reality. It's, I hear you, but I still don't see. Faith convinces you without a doubt. Faith persuades you. As sure as your name is what it is, you never think differently. Your name is not what it is, correct? Faith does that. We're looking to see. And the just, they don't live by sight. We live by conviction. See, but conviction comes in your salvation, but you're not convicted in your salvation, so you're not convicted in the thing that you don't see. When we get the thing, we believe. Because I didn't believe, I hope. And my hope was not in Christ. It was just hope. This is why it said if God doesn't do it, see, that's to that's a conversation to my normal mind, my, my carnal mind. See, there is dual conversation. It's not that, listen to me, Minister Brian, it's not that he didn't do it because I was already convicted in my inner man that he did do it. See, there is a conversation, Tanika, that even so we're saying, even if he don't do it, but he did. I'm already healed, but I feel the symptoms. No, but I'm already convicted because he said I was healed before the foundation of the world. I'm already convinced. It's the conviction. Know that because nothing, this is why we always get in our feelings and we, we lose hope in Christ. Because we have no conviction. Conviction takes you to the end of the matter. So I'm not anxious. I don't worry because I'm already at the end of the matter. Because I'm convinced. Armor of God. We talk about putting on the helmet and you've heard all that. And, and it's a garment. The armor of God is referred to garment, right? But he said, put on. The word put 
begins to go in and go under. There you go. See, but it's, he's saying all of the, the, the helmet of salvation and breastplate of righteousness and foot. See, but we still can't, we don't know what to do with all that. You don't know what to do with all that. You just go, mm hmm. Like we do with the rest of the world. Mm hmm. <laughs> he used the word garment because you have to go in your clothes and some under to put it on your shirt. He wants you to go in yourself. And put yourself under. See, no, no, y'all. Yeah. He said, I command you to go in and go under. But you have to first depend on me before you put on the garment. Which is the whole armor of God. See, this is the whole life of a Christian righteousness, all everything else. But this process of righteous thinking doesn't happen because we just know that it's true. That's not good enough. You have to eat the truth, digest the truth. This then renews your mind. And look, then your wrong thinking is taught. It's being trained to go in a righteous direction. Then it transforms you from the inside again, from the inside out. Now I have on the armor of God. According, live according, Romans 8, 13, live according. If you live according to the flesh, if you live, if you conform, if you conform to your flesh, you'll be controlled by it and you will die. But if you live or you conform being transformed by the renewing of your mind, then the flesh will die and you'll be led by the spirit because it kills the deeds of your desires to go in and under. Y'all don't want to go in and under. Thought, thoughts or, or thinking is an aim Oriented flow of thoughts that leads to reality. Thoughts are a aim oriented. You're going a certain direction. Your aim going a certain direction. Flow, it's a flow of ideals that leads to reality. And also a conclusion. Process of thinking. process of reasoning and intelligence is to consider first what am I reasoning? Think about this. Thoughts or thinking. It is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge. The question is, how intelligent are you? Thinking. It's how you think about images, how you think about pictures. 
It's your patterns. You have patterns in life, where you do things. It's about relationships, how you're reasoning your relationship, how you're reasoning images when you see them, how you're reasoning images, people, relationships. How you communicate within yourself and with each other. We're talking about thinking, all right? It's your intelligence. Thinking is your intelligence. It's how you do all these things. The question is, how aware am I at in my intelligence? Something is not good for me. Why do I continue to do it? How, what's wrong with my intelligence? Things, look, conversations that are not beneficial. Why do I continue those type of conversations? What's wrong with my intelligence? Pastor was talking about, you know, when we argue and, and fight and all these different things like that, we just not walking in love. Fighting shows and demonstrates your level of intelligence. Oh, come on with that. This is why Pastor and I, we, look, we don't fight. And people think that, that's strange. They got to be lying. But when you really have a laid down, surrendered life, and then he said, I leave you my peace, not the peace of this world. Nothing missing, nothing like it, nothing broken in your life. Because we're broken, this is why we're angry. Because we're broken, this is why we're upset. Because something's missing. We're whole. When you have a broken person with another broken person, we continue to break each other. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You can live the Zoe kind of life because you are a believer. It shouldn't be named among us that this is what we do. And, oh, we're human. I'm not perfect. you got to be kidding. You all, yeah, it's something that you argue about. You see it every Sunday, getting him off the mic. <laughs> Let the people go home. And that's all I want to leave you today. I really want to leave you with those words because you have to examine where you're at. Where you're at in your natural life and in things that you're doing, how you're thinking, how you're reasoning. What's your destiny? What, what is the purpose of this conversation? Where will this conversation lead us to? It's not beneficial. But you just got to get out what you got to say, don't you? Because you're controlled by the flesh. <laughs> but God has us. He has us. Amen. And we're going to do better. Matter of fact, the better is that we're going to be led by the Spirit so we can have intelligent interaction with God and men. Amen. Amen. Ministers, come up front, please.